Hello. Hello, familia. Hello, Liri <laughs> listeners. How are you today? We hope that you are blessed. We hope that you're having a great day. Doesn't matter what time you've been you've been hearing this or that you're listening to this. Um, we just want to um, thank you for listening, taking some time out to get to know us and what we stand for. Yes. yes. And before we get started, Ree's going to pray us in. Going to pray us in. Okay. Um, Lord, we welcome you right now into this place. We ask that you take complete control over this podcast episode, Lord, that your words come out of our mouths and that they touch those who need it the most, Lord. You are in full control and we are in complete surrender, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. We got so, a little music going because it's been, it's been, it's oh, been. Oh, it has been a very hectic <laughs> it's been, day, guys. It's been, <laughs> but we claimed it back and we took authority in Jesus' name. Yes, we um, learned that on Sunday. It was a nice reminder to speak to things as it is and as they shall be. Amen. So our day shall be peaceful. Or our Amen. night. Amen. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you guys got to get to know me a little bit in our last episode, um, listeners. So tonight we get to know the lovely Lena. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing Lena is known for is her just everlasting joy. Aww, she you're is too like <laughs> too quick, too cute, too she, sweet. Lena, to those who know her, literally is just a ray of sunshine. Do you want to make me cry like we haven't even started? Listen, (laughs) a little lighthouse, guys. I kid you not. So I can't. I want to get to what is behind that lighthouse. How was this lighthouse built? Jesus, that's it. That's (laughs) it. We can stop. So, Lena, tell us about yourself, your name, your age. Well, you, know. you just said it. My name is <laughs> I Lena. Mean, yeah, that's true. I'm 33. I am a mother of two, a now 10 year old. Oh. I have a double digit child. Yes, I do. I don't know where. I don't know where. I'm not even old enough to have a double digit child. <laughs> um, and then I have a four year old. Um, and I am just going to answer your questions as you. As you relay them. Okay, Lena, okay. So I know we mentioned in our previous podcast that um, both of, both sets of our children were conceived within a marriage. Yes. So um, can you elaborate on that? You know, are you, what's your relationship status, Miss Lena? <laughs> I can't. If you see your face, I just can't. Three minutes in, I can't, I can't. Um, my relationship status as of June 2019, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be that excited for some of y'all might get offended, but I am divorced. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, nice it know. was, it was, so let's get into that. It was interesting. Um, Elaborate, please. Because my divorce happened literally weeks before my first missions trip. Oh, did um, it. I'm it, learning some stuff about Miss Lena. It did. It did. It was crazy because it had been literally like the longest divorce ever. I filed for divorce um, October of 2017 um, after a domestic disturbance. And it was literally 10 days after the domestic disturbance. The, um, the officer who answered the call was like, 
you know, if you're really serious, if you're really done with this, if you really want to get forward in life, I suggest you put in a restraining order and file for divorce. Um, because the, the domestic violence wasn't like something physical to me or my children, they couldn't take them, but it was um, battery. So um, he smashed all the car windows of my car in front of um, myself and my children um, after blocking me in. So it wasn't only like the, the, the vandalism on the car, it was the act of actually barricading me where I, I didn't have room to leave even if I wanted to, which, which I did try. Um, so I, yeah, that's, that's that. But um, I took his advice and I went the very next day. I took the day off of work. Um, I went the very next day and I did a restraining order. Um, and at that time, so just kind of like backtrack, like I wasn't going to church. I wasn't living for the Lord then. Um, when you filed or during the... During, during everything. So I'm going to just kind of backtrack for rewind like forever ago. Um so I, my first encounter as a Christian, quote unquote, um, and as I explain, we'll go into <laughs> the quote unquote, um, was back in 2011. Um, Amadeus was like a year, it was like a year old, a year and a half. Um, and his cousin, which was my best friend growing up, we were the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, so his cousin was murdered. In oh, West Palm wow. Beach, and like I went to high school with him. He's one of the re- one of the ways that I met my ex um, was through his his nephew, and um, that just that just like drove me to basically like sorrow and depression and anxiety. Oh, wow. I was going through that, so just finding out in the middle of the night that my best friend was murdered. Yeah, that's not getting any more details other than that. My husband, at that time, my husband ended up leaving the house, not telling me anything, kind of shutting me out. Were you um, married at that time? I was married. Um, so I got married in 2008 after being in that relationship for six years off and on. Oh, wow. Um, praying, like, God give me signs and God would give me the signs. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, to the, way, to the point that we were separated for, like, 22 months. Oh, wow. Like, he went away for 22 months and... Um, so through then, like I still found my way back. Like, yeah, Isn't it, it was crazy, crazy how God will give us signs, like meteors in the sky, and Listen. we will justify it and say, "Oh, look, that meteor was a shooting star." Lord, give me another sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, so yeah, he went away for like twenty two months, and we had like almost little to no contact, um, until the end of like two thousand and sixteen. So this is like two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. To the end of 2000, not 16, wow, 2006, I am like... Oh, my God. <laughs> I that's so screwed decade. up. That, yeah, that's a whole decade. 2006, sorry. Um, so, and, like, we started talking here and there, like, just little messages, and then little messages became, like, hey, I'm going to come pick you up. Oh, that's not... You know what I mean? Like, it just, it just went... Yeah, all. it just went to, like, full relationship, like, after not being in contact for 22 months. So, you were with Crazy. your now ex-husband for a while. Mm-hmm. So you were with him. I was the- with him. Um, I was. All right, I'm gonna get real because we're hot. We're um, humble, open, and transparent. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, 
so I was with him. I was 16 years old when I met him. Excuse me. I was, I hope y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> That's my coffee. I'm drinking coffee. Humble, open and transparent. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And we can't edit that out. So it's all right. <laughs> y'all just gonna forgive me. Have grace. Have grace. I am human. I am human. Um, so I met him. I had known him for some while, but we like started talking. I was 16 and he was 29. Oh. So he's like actually 13 years older than me. Um, so we started dating. I was 16. And yeah, that just went off and on for a very long time. Um, I had relationships during between. I'm not a saint. Like I'm yeah. not portraying to be like. I wow. Have. Listen, listen. Okay. Don't <laughs> I'm getting to know something. So yeah, I had like relationships during our, but that wasn't like our marriage. That was like yeah, our that relationship. Yeah, that wasn't your union, your covenant. Um, yeah, but when, when we rekindled back in 2006, and it wasn't like I was constantly cheating. It was like if we were broken up, like. Yeah, you I'll have a boyfriend. the next one, yeah. I you know what saying. I mean? Like I'll be like, whatever. Again, 13 years older, you know, my my mentality back then wasn't one of having a serious relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though it dragged on. There was, girl, I can go on forever about this relationship, but that's not the point. Right? How did you, how did you just, you stayed with him mm-hmm. through the breakups, the makeups, mm-hmm. the in-between. Mm-hmm. You kept finding your way back. Did you ever, how many times did you hear God's voice in the in-between? Um... How many times did I cry out all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, how many times did I listen to his voice? I never really bothered to listen to. Like I was raised Catholic, um, and when my grandfather died in two thousand, and I keep saying two thousand in nineteen ninety five, um, our whole like church life mm-hmm. was little to non existent. Like I felt um. And I don't know if, like, my mom would agree to this or if that was the standpoint, but this is how I feel. Like, I feel like when my grandfather died, we didn't have anybody holding us liable or responsible to go to church because mm-hmm. my grandfather was the reason we went to church. Like my grandfather, Yeah, my grandfather was, like, like, I come from a family where my grandfather has two sisters that are nuns. Oh, wow. And, like, we have elders in the Catholic church. So, like, we have very Roman Catholic um, backgrounds. Yeah. So after my grandfather died, like church was, it, it was like, okay, everyone's in a a blue moon. So I never really developed that relationship with the Lord at a young age. It was more like the rules. Yeah. You know, like you have to come to Sunday school, you have to be baptized, you have to do your first communion. So like I did that older, my mom did it a non-conventional Catholic way, which I think is awesome because in a way I did choose to be baptized. Um, I was able to elect, like, my godparents when I was probably elementary school, like, but older age in elementary school. So it was my choice to be baptized. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, I'm baptized at a young age. Like, I remember wanting to be baptized, and I remember telling my mom, okay, I want to be baptized, and I want these people to be my covering. Yeah, that's good. A lot of people don't remember that. Yeah, but, yeah, we, like, me and my older sister, at least, like, we really vividly remember that. And then I did, like, my first communion and all that stuff. And we did it here in Florida because we moved here in, like, 98. I've been here too long, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, God wasn't really a factor 
in gotcha. it. But I would ask and I would pray and I would literally like cry out, like, God, give me signs. And it was like, he's cheating on you and he's yeah. doing this. And it's like, no, it's okay. I worked through it. And then, you know, the crying, the begging yeah. back and all that stuff. And I'll be like, okay, like he loves me. He's it kind of became like a, a crutch, like a routine. Yeah. And that was all I knew. Again, like, I started this relationship at 16. Like, I didn't know. Like, I come from a a single mother mm. home, you know what I mean, where my mom had four children. I cannot say that I've seen my mom display that behavior that I was displaying because I'd never seen my mom kind of in a in a relationship. I'd never seen, like, the fights. I'd never seen, like, I knew my mom had, at one point in time, she had a boyfriend that they were together forever. Yeah. But it wasn't like he was in my house living with me. Like, he would come, and I knew him, and I knew his family. Um, but it wasn't, like, I didn't see him fight. Yeah. Like, my mom always just, like, served him, and he came over, and he was nice and fun. Whatever happened with their relationship, like, it happened. Like, we never knew about it. But, you know, like, my mom always, and even, like, to this day, my mom, you would never catch her saying anything bad about her her significant others. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? So I came up with that, like... Character building. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, you don't talk bad about... Anybody. Anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, like, I don't know where I learned that behavior. Of it. This is acceptable. Maybe it was because you didn't have that right in front of you to witness. Maybe that, you didn't have that and outline. also, um, my father was murdered when I was about 14. Oh, and that okay. really spiraled me in a different direction. So when that happened, like, I was introduced to marijuana. Oh. And I remember being a freshman in high school here in Fort Lauderdale. And one of my friends introduced me to marijuana. And what happened with that is I remember that smell. And that kind of brought me back to my childhood when I was with my father. Mm. My father would smoke marijuana. Yeah. And I didn't know what that was until I was introduced to it. So I took that as a clutch to be like, I am connecting with my father through, through, through this, this act. Yeah. act. Because my father did it. Wow, that's deep. Um, and like I got caught at a younger age and you know I was threatened like hey if you continue with this we're gonna send you away but I'm like no and my aunt like grabbed me so I was when we moved to Florida we moved in with my aunt Mm -hmm. so it was my mom and her four kids and my aunt and her two kids so two single moms raising a tribe of kids and you know what just hit me hearing you say that two single moms raising a tribe of kids girl and you oh my gosh (laughs) I mean yeah that's us right now (laughs) but what just hit me is that you met your ex-husband two years after your your father Mm -hmm. was murdered Mm -hmm. so it was you know that that comfort of feeling like hey i have this this love wow from from like an older man so it was kind of like a dad it is a daddy complex you know what i mean so, but I didn't take it like that. I took of it course, as love. Of course, no, we never, you know? we never take it like how it is. Like this guy, he's he's so much older, and he's interested in me, like yeah. in me, like I am the bomb dot com <laughs> and a bag of chips. Put it in the bank. You know what I mean? Like I, I was just so naive, but you know, like that helped me, and everything that I've gone through in my life has helped me be where I'm at now. Yeah, it's like you all know the puzzle. I mean? you yeah, know, the Lord says all things. things. All things. all things my daddy issues my yeah. addiction to marijuana yeah all things for his good yeah. because miss lena miss lighthouse over here <laughs> <Yeah>. just 
Y'all, when I tell you this woman has blessed my life, she has blessed my life, then some, and everyone around her. The Lord has blessed her <laughs> life, not me. So, wow. I didn't understand mm-hmm. all that. So, yeah. you briefly mentioned about your finding the Lord, finding you know, oh, yes. your religion. So, did you, so, you found that in the middle of your marriage falling apart. Yes. So, when I found, when I found the Lord, it was like... Is the most, and I'm probably gonna cry. It was the most overwhelming, depressing day of my life. Wow. I was in a house. Um, was I? I think I was. I had just finished. Ugh, I'm trying to like no, I was still unemployed. So I had I had been part of a layoff during my pregnancy, and wow. the Lord blessed me where I was able to stay home with my child. Um, a little bit long. No, I was working already. Sorry. I was, yeah, I was working because I started working right before he hit a year old. And this happened. He was like a year and a half. Wow. Um, so I was in the house and I was just overwhelmed. This man had shunned me out. He was cheating on me with like everyone, oh, wow. um, including my best friend from high school, which was wow, like my deep. sister. Like it was, it was disturbing right in my face like unapologetic had shut me out of the whole like his nephew dying and not understanding like i am grieving too like this is my friend this is my dear friend that i grew up with yeah like i met him too i met him when i was i met his nephew when i was 15 years old wow i would spend my lunch time with him i would walk back from school to my house with him. They literally lived right down the street from me. So yeah, you lost your ne- your nephew. I lost my one of my yeah. closest best friends. And the cousin or quote unquote uncle to my child. That's wow, never yeah. going to get to know this person. That's hard. You know what I mean? Like for me, it was a lot. Um, and that brings up old memories of your father too. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah, because both of them were murdered by yeah. a gun. Yeah. So to me, like, that's, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. You know, but... And what I think what hit me hardest was that they were all together as a family, like, a few days prior to that, and I wasn't part of it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was not allowed to be part of it. Um, so that day, I remember, like, I'm, I'm literally, like, back in my old apartment, and I was just like, I can't be here anymore. And I used to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. So I took a cigarette, and I left him and my son in the house, and I just took a walk. Um, and I used to live close enough to a church, so I didn't know it was church service. Like, this is so God. Like, I was just walking, smoking my cigarette, crying. Like, my marriage is falling apart. My best friend was just murdered. Like, I can't run to my mom and my family because I was constantly doing that. Like, I didn't want to run to them and be like, this is all I'm going through. Like, and then you have that job situation I, with your yeah. son. Yeah. And then I'm like... I had I just I had just started working so it, correction I had just started working, so I had left my son that I had been with him for a whole year. Yeah, that's hard. So it's like all of this emotion, and I ended up just walking down the street and right in the corner of my house, um, there was a church. Wow. And I heard music, and my steps were just gunning for that music. Wow. I don't know what it was. I looked at it. It's like the church name, and. I walked in and from the moment I walked in and I heard that song they were they were I think in like the third or they still had three more songs left of their worship set yeah. 
And I remember I literally cried from the moment I walked in to the moment I left. Wow. I was just in a corner just... I didn't know the lyrics. I didn't know anything. I just, I didn't even know to like put my hands up, but I just had my hands up and I was just like crying. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Like my life is falling apart and I don't know what to yeah. do. Like I need help. Wow. Um, and I was like to the back and I remember the church was like, because it was worship, like the lights were low and I was back in the corner yeah. and it was like the shadow, but I can see the light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like them worshiping from that stage was the light for me yeah um and i just cried and i remember i stood there and i cried and i was still crying the whole service like tears are just coming down and a lady just came to me and gave me a tissue she didn't try to talk to me or anything and she just gave me a tissue and she was like whatever you need we're here yeah you know what i mean you walked into community i walked into community um and then from there, it was like, I felt like a, a peace, like just yeah. the, I felt like a warm hug, you know what I mean? So I kept coming back. Oh, wow. To the same church. To the same church. And I would walk. So I wouldn't even take my car. I would walk. And for most of our relationship, we only had one car. Yeah. So if he was gone, the car was gone too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would just go and I would take a walk and I started just going by myself and then I found out they had child care so I started bringing my son I would put him in the stroller and just walk oh that's amazing um and I went to that church for like three years and about a year and a half in um I don't remember when I did my salvation call and I don't think at that church they did like come to the front kind of salvation call it was like at your seat like if you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ here's a prayer and I remember doing that, but I can't like I, I can't tell you what message it was. I can't tell you yeah. when in that journey it was, because it wasn't like that touch and connect. Yeah, you know, I know what, what I mean. About. So I don't remember exactly, but I know I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I was in that church. I started immediately getting plugged into ministries. Oh, wow. Um, so I served in like their their prison ministry so i would actually go to prison oh, wow. um a few times out of the um out of the month i'll go down a homestead to the women's facility um and i would do like college aid drives or whatever oh, you wow, know i would nice. always just like volunteer here and there i'm i'm as you know i'm a servant like yeah, i love serving like i love just giving back like sometimes it may not be financially but i'll give you my time my talent i'll give you all of me but that's the ultimate act of love yeah yeah, you're right. It's ultimate sacrifice is yeah. yourself. Because honestly, and it was funny because I was, before you got here, I was like just thinking as I was cleaning up my dishes and I'm like, my, you know how people have like their love language? Like yeah. my love language is time. Like if I love you, I will give you my time. That's the only thing I will never get back. That's actually my love language too. Come on now. <laughs> Twinning. Yeah. Like that's my love. Like when I really love a person, I give you my time. Like that's that's how i show you love like i'm not gonna buy you gifts yes i can buy you gifts and i have but i'm gonna give you my time because that's the most precious transaction economy you can ever have yeah like you cannot get any time back you can get change on your money mm. you can return an item mm-hmm. oh, well. <laughs> you you feel me you can return an item if you don't like the shade of the purse they gave you you can go and exchange it for a black one or a white one or whatever fits your boat but your time, there is no way possible that 15 minutes from now, I can get those 15 minutes back or go back to those 15 minutes, they're gone. And I think that's why a lot of people, 
have a hard time dedicating their time to God because they have FOMO. They have fear of missing out, but on their own selfish personal time. Yeah. They have a fear of missing out rather than giving it to God. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm learning so much about <laughs> you, Miss Lena. Okay. Okay. Um, I just have so many questions. I'm just Go trying ahead. to wrap my head around it. Go ahead. So, you know, how how hard was it to hold on to God as everything just kept spiraling? Like, you just um, found this this God, this Lord, this yeah. Jesus, this love, this peace. You know, obviously you're divorced now, so things mm-hmm. didn't get better. Mm-hmm. So you just found this beautiful peace, this beautiful sense of completion. And to go home and to have what happened to you happen to you, how, how did you hold on to God through that? Honestly, God was with me through all that. Like, that's the only way I can see it. Um, you know, it, it did get better. There was a lot of beautiful moments you know what I mean like there was some times where I'm just like I am so beyond blessed Mm. and not (laughs) shout out to Facebook for reminding me all those times (laughs) thank you I I, I love you Facebook um you know and and it's good because sometimes as human we just remember the bad yeah and we don't remember the good you know what I mean like I remember um when he started coming to church with me like I would ask and it was like no and that was about a year and a half into me going by myself with my child's and I went from, so this church at that time had like two campuses. Yeah. So I was going to the smaller campus and then I started going to the bigger campus. Um, and then he started coming with me and started like, it really started moving him and like changing him. But we weren't all that way changed. When I say we, it's because I would still go home and I would still smoke weed with him. Yeah. I would still go home and I would still drink with him. Lukewarm. So I was lukewarm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, oh man. And there was a, there was a name of this thing. When, when I remember y'all, I'm, I'm going to hit y'all up. Yeah, it was like, we... it was like, this is like those churches that don't really change you ah okay i see what you're saying yeah you know what i mean like like those paint by number churches it's not really well it's not there's a whole there's a whole like name for it and i remember i was i was listening to a book girls with swords by lisa Vivere, and also a teaching by ted shuttlesworth and they they were talking on that subject there's like a name for this oh we're gonna have to get into, you know what i mean get into it later yeah we're so, gonna get into it later so you know, he came with me and, and whatever the case may be, um, we ended up getting baptized by this Together. Time. Together. As a family, wow. as a matter of fact, because really? Amadeus got baptized that time. Wow. Yeah, this was now like 2013. So okay. this is like two two years, almost three years later. Um, we ended up all getting baptized at the beach. It was beautiful. It was like the perfect day. Um, but... Not all things have changed within me, but some things. Like, I was smoking less. Oh. Hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, mean, I was smoking we less. We celebrate little victories Yeah. There, right? Um, and then from there, we, we started going to another church because we had relocated. Yeah. And the church that we were originally going to was a little too far north for yeah. us. And also, like, my spirit wasn't being fed as much. Like, I found myself, like okay, I need, I need something to chew on. Like, I'm no longer on breast milk. Like, yeah. I want some I want some baby food. Okay. You know saying. what I mean? That elevation. Yeah, I needed, and my spirit was asking for it. You know what I mean? And now that I just see how everything just works, it was like, it was God continuously calling me into the deeper. Mm. Into, hey, I have plans for you. Were you ever scared hey. when he was calling you deeper? Um, or fearful of the unknown? 
back then no because i didn't really like i didn't have that full knowledge and that full revelation that i have now mm-hmm. of that deeper um i would just kind of like go with the flow gotcha i remember when we changed church like i felt like every single time i came into church like it was a kick in the gut mm-hmm. i promise you i probably did altar call like every other week we both did just oh, because wow. the conviction was just so real um and i remember just one time just like it really hit me like and this was probably like five years into like going to church like playing church you know what i mean playing church um yeah like five years into it like i remember listening to that sermon and it was like the holy spirit dwells in you god lives in you like you are his temple and that hit me so hard i was like oh my my Like, I am smoking, (laughs) not only cigarettes, but I'm smoking weed. Mm. And I am putting that into my spirit where my my spirit man lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, bro, I can't do this. It took me two weeks and I stopped everything completely. Oh, wow. I stopped everything completely. Um, Like, just drive. Like, just thank you. And it's been more than six years wow. since then That's you know what good. i mean like i was just like i i can't you broke it off you know well i had broken up the cigarettes um prior to the marijuana stopping but they were kind of one two one and, and the same yeah. yeah it took me longer with the cigarettes because that's a, a that was a stronger hold on me i've been smoking since i was 16 too like cigarettes yeah so that was a little bit hard um for me but yeah like the holy spirit just grabbed me and i was like and i remember my son telling me like mom you're gonna die and i remember mm-hmm. having that's those hard. thoughts yeah that's hard when your yeah. child says that to you yeah and i remember like having those thoughts like i would be outside smoking a cigarette and i would hear the lord tell me like you continue to smoke like you're gonna die like i would literally hear those thoughts and i'm like i'm gonna drown you out because i don't want to accept this you know what i mean until I had a very close friend, an older woman, and she was, I think just the impact of her um, wrongfully being accused with breast cancer, that hit me the hardest because we both smoked the same cigarette brands. Like mm. we would smoke the same frequencies of cigarettes oh and things gosh. like that. So it's that hit me. Too. Yeah, that hit me really hard. Like when she was wrongfully diagnosed like that hit me really hard so i started you know to make some changes from that and and like listening to that voice like hey i'm gonna probably really die if i continue to smoke yeah you know um but from there you know it got really well like he was hosting bible studies at the house girl i I am telling you yeah like he was hosting like Bible studies at the house, like way into the word. Wow. Like it was so you honestly saw fruits after you I seen, your life. I, I seen it and my family seen it. Did They're like you? we have never seen you guys this happy and so calm and like everything wow. was beautiful. Um so it was like God was restoring yes, at least to what you could see. To what I can see. It was like it looked like full restoration and then like, whenever I talk about it, like, I literally seen when it says in the Bible that, like, I seen Lucifer fall as lightning. Mm. And as quick as we went up is as quick as he went down and started the smoking. And, and we let somebody into our home. Um, one of his friends, we let him into our home. Um, he was our neighbor. And that whole just situation was just crazy. But he ended up asking me, hey, can he 
can he stay with us until he finds a place? And I'm just like, yeah, but he's going to have, we had a townhouse. I'm like, my child has his own room and nobody's sleeping in the room, my child. You yeah. know what I mean? And I got my room and ain't nobody sleeping in my room. No, so hey, it's the living house. room. You know what I mean? So then one time I, I found like the guy like sleeping and I'm not saying like he did anything to my yeah. child, but I wasn't comfortable with that. Like you're sleeping on my child's bedroom floor. Your like spirit was uneasy. Yeah, it was very uneasy. Um, and this guy, he would, like, come to church with us. It's, like, real... I seen him the other day at Target. Like, real cool guy. Yeah. But it was just something about my spirit that didn't take on. And then they started the drinking. And then mm. they started the smoking weed. And I'm just, like, I can't. And I became really resentful towards this guy. And I was, like, you need to tell your friend he needs to go. Like, I would come in the house. And I would just go straight upstairs to my room. Like, I would not cook. I would not. No, I'm going to just go straight upstairs to my room. Like, that, I don't want to. That's like, a whole word, you yeah. know, because sometimes we we hear the voice of God when we try to allow things into our life, into our sanctuaries, into mm-hmm. our dwellings. And we feel that uncertainty, but it's it's okay to us because it's familiar. Yeah. And we allow it, but then we don't realize the destruction it causes, just like what you were just speaking about. Mm-hmm. Because it was a downward spiral after that, right? Yeah, it was a complete downward spiral. Like, at that time, I think I was already pregnant with my daughter. Okay. Like, a few months into it, and I was just like, you know, my son would ask me, Mom, are we going back to church? I was like, bro. Don't bring up church. Don't bring up. I'm like, maybe next week. Maybe next week. And maybe next week went into three years of me with just not going. not going wow and just not not dealing with like don't talk to me about god don't talk to me about mm. nothing like i had this perfect life with god and and this perfect marriage now finally after yeah, all these years in this hard. relationship it was perfect like when i'm telling you it was perfect it was perfect like wow. we would pray together we would do wow. bible studies together like i don't know what like, we would go to church, like, not once, but, like, sometimes twice. Wow. Like, in one weekend. Like, we would always do Wednesday service, and Praise we would do Saturday and Sunday sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, we would bring our son. We would do church activities. Like, I would wow. go to Bible studies. Like, he would drop me off to Bible studies. And, like, it was great. Wow. Until it was not. Like, was he, was doing, he was doing a, a man's Bible study, too. Wow. Like, it was... And then to see that fall and just that deception for me, that just drove me away. And I was like, God, if this is you, I don't want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you brought me, you gave me everything I ever wanted. And then it was taken away. I don't want it. So for three years of my life, since I found the Lord, mm-hmm. three years, I went and I call it like my desert season where don't talk to me about so God. So when don't. was it that you found the river? When I found the river, it was, um, it was, so I would say that by the time my daughter was conceived and I was going through my pregnancy, which was the worst pregnancy I think anybody could ever have, um, just because of all of the emotional oppression, just, just everything in a whole, I was over it. Like I was really wanting to leave and I'm like, God, like, you know, I would still pray because I was raised Catholic and you're still raised to pray. So it was it was like my default, like God, like I need your help. Like I can't do this. And to be honest and and just to be open, like when I was pregnant with my daughter, there was several times I wanted to kill myself. 
I lived in a townhouse and there was times where I'm in the top of the stairs and I'm contemplating of just throwing myself down because I did not want to deal with life. I did not want to deal with life with this man. I did not want to deal with having to raise another child with this man because I felt, I'm going to cry. I felt like I had an obligation to my children Mm. to stay with him, to Mm. give him what I didn't have, which was a house with both parents. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that was my train of thought of, I want to give them what I didn't have, not yeah. seeing that I was giving them something out of my lack and it wasn't helping them. And that's hard because it's, you know, you feel, yeah, you feel like you have to give it to them. It's not being taken yeah. away forcefully, like how it was taken away with you. Yeah. I, yeah so I, and you know, like my mom and my dad, they, they separate now was two, but my dad was always very involved in my life. Like they had a beautiful friendship. Like yeah. my dad would call my mom and they were kiki haha. Like, for hours oh, wow. before I even got the phone. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And me and my sister would probably get, like, 10, 15 minutes conversations. Okay, put your mom back on. Yeah. And they were kiki haha. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, had a, I had a good perception of my dad in that yeah. aspect. Um, but, like, I wanted a home for my children. And not yeah. knowing that what I was giving them was actually hurting them. Um, when my daughter was two, so her birthday was is in July. So in July, I just started, like, my head just started, like, seeing different behaviors in my children. Mm. My daughter, at, what, one, two years old, was the grumpiest, meanest little girl you would ever meet. Like, no lie. You can ask anyone in my family. She was just, she was so mean and like she I didn't understand like it's hard to see my little you know like you you think about like you think about her now and the way you know her that wasn't her then like she would she didn't like people oh wow she would she would walk right in the room and she would look at you and no ma'am no ma'am and then my son and I think this was the day where I kind of woke up my son one day talked to me in a way that I was just appalled i was just like i just gave him and you see my eyes right now yeah, i just gave him that look right with like eyes wide open like i cannot believe you're just saying this you better run and hide boy listen <laughs> Papa. right and then his fathers we were still together at that time was like don't you dare talk to her like that you respect her blah 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 and in that moment like i got this courage and i was like he's only acting in the way that he sees mm. So how do you expect him to do better when that's exactly what he sees? Train a child in the way they shall go. Exactly. So I from then, I was just like, I knew this wasn't it. I knew that I wow. can do better. I knew that I deserve better. And I thank God that I have such a family that has been so supportive of me through it all. Like, I remember my cousin's wife... Um, she would she literally cried for me when i couldn't cry for myself yeah like lena you deserve a man like the one that i have which is my cousin that loves you that adores Mm. you that will lick the floor you walk on because she came from what i was in yeah yeah i had a mother i have a mother that's um that's always told me like no matter what i'm here for you if you decide to leave i will Mm. pick up what he lacks that's that's amazing I had an aunt 
that when I, after I had surgery, came and took care of me and was like, where is the child that I raised? Mm, that's hard. Like, where is, where is Lena that I know? Where's mm. the joy? She's like, whenever I see you, all I see is, I'm crying. She, yeah. And she's like, <laughs> all I see is sadness. Like, where are you? Yeah. She's like, where are you? She's like crying for me. Like all my family crying for me when I couldn't cry for myself. Yeah. Like, where are you? And through that, just like God just started opening my eyes and just like being like, listen, I got more. Like, you don't have to live this way. Like, if your mom can do it with no education, four kids, yeah. if she can do it, you have an education. You only have two kids. You can get up and you can go. You have a career. You have knowledge. You're capable. Get up. Get up. And I remember leaving on September 1st of 2017. I was just going, We again, we, we were sharing a car. We had just moved into this house, a three-bedroom house, um, beautiful, a villa, like wow. space forever. Like my kids were running around outside. It was gated, so it wasn't like they they run into the street. Like their house was gated wow, and there was no neighbors next to us. So basically we had the whole two. Fancy. Like we had the whole two lots to ourselves. Bad and bougie. You know what I mean? But I was unhappy. I was unhappy. I was literally 345 pounds of unhappiness just walking, wobbling around. I couldn't even run after Amelia half the time. Like, I would just be like, yeah, I have no (laughs) shit. And then I decided to make life changes. Like, I got weight loss surgery, and I'm not ashamed of it. You know, I got weight loss surgery to kind of, like, help me not so I can look better but so I can have a life for my daughter wow because there was times where I would wake up in the middle of the night and my 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 limbs were literally numb I would wake up because there was no circulation in my arms or my legs that's hard so something had to change yeah you know what I mean so I did my weight loss surgery in June 2017 um and that's where my aunt like I stayed with my mom for my recovery because I just you know, I was just like, ain't nobody going to take care of me yeah, like my mama. You know what I mean? Um, and um, September of that year, I left that Friday because it was a long weekend. That's like wow. Veterans Day or Labor Day. Labor Day, I think it is. Um, whatever's in September. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, I have a doctor's appointment, a dentist appointment the following morning. Um, what are you doing? And he was like, working. I was like, wait, I thought you said that you wasn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was supposed to be, we are going to do something for the family that yeah. day. It was like, oh, no, um, I'm working. I was like, all right, let me drop you off. And then so I can go do me, and then I'm going to come pick you up. Now find your own ride. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Wow. I'm not going to argue. I was just like, I was to the point that I had my own room, and he had his own room wow. in the three-bedroom house. That's- um so I was like all right called my mom my mom had already called me prior to that and offered to pick me up and I I told her no I was like no I'm gonna just take the car it's okay yeah I called her back she was literally my mom lived 15 minutes away from me she was literally two turns from her house wow my mom turned around and went to pick me up um I took my daughter he wouldn't allow me to take my son so I was like all right whatever I'm not gonna fight with you um I grabbed my daughter, packed a bag for all three of us that day, and just never made it back home. Wow. <laughs> like, never. And that was during the time where we had um, the hurricane, yeah. Irma. I never got a phone call. I never got a text message. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, where are we spending? Because we're still 
quote unquote married. Yeah. Where we spending? It was never a uh, interest of. If you guys are okay. Hey, are you guys okay? Yeah. Until literally like three or four days after the hurricane, and the phone call was, "Hey, um, the rent is due. Are you paying it?" And wow. for me, that was like, like I've never got guts in my life, and I was like, "Oh, wait, that sounds like I have an option." Um. I don't live there anymore. Like, oh. I I don't know how you're paying. Oh. I don't live there anymore. And that's what led up to the domestic disturbance. disturbance. Yeah. Um, that was a month later. So it was like, you know, it took a whole month for the grieving stage. And uh, I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm going to cry. I'm going to come over and I'm going to cry to you and yeah. see, you know, one of the big things was that he had the car hostage. And I was like, you need to give me back my car. And I didn't pay the insurance that month. I wasn't going to pay the car note because I was just like, I'm not paying for stuff. Even though it's under my name, I'm not paying for stuff that um, I don't have. Yeah. So I'd rather just the bank take it and, and call it a loss and I'll start over. You know. Um, so in one of his attempts, he gave me the car back. And a week after he gave me the car back, he came and he smashed all the windows because he thought by giving me the car back, um, I would return to him. And mind you, this was this was after we emptied out the house, after we turned in the keys, after we put our stuff in storage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, after this, wow. you gave me back the car. Like, we went through all of this, and you think I'm still going to go back. Um, honestly, even six months after that, my family was still waiting for the day that I went back. Wow. Wow. So, fast forward. Because mm-hmm. we only forward. got, like, 15 minutes yeah, left. <laughs> so, really quick before I ask my ultimate question. Uh-huh. If you could give some advice to some of our listeners, maybe that are experience, experiencing staying in a relationship that they know they need to get out of due to fear, what, could you, what would you say to them? I would say, don't do it. I would say it's not worth the damage that you're doing to your kids. Mm. Because my kids had to go through therapy. My son just got out of therapy for mm. the second time. You know what I mean? Like, just... just we're we're doing them more of an injustice. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we spoke about a lot during therapy is, you know, we're happy, we're safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Both mom and dad are happy. Yeah. And they can see that and like my son can attest to that. Like dad is happy, mom is happy. That's good. That's good. You know what I mean? Um and I was able to 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 find the Lord like in the way that the Lord really wanted to call me. Because I felt like the Lord had always been calling me, but yeah. I was blocking that blessing. I was I was literally blocking the purpose that God had called me for. Ooh, perfect. Because you just let me <laughs> up into my, my last question. So, in your acts of obedience, Miss uh-huh. Lena, can you tell us and our audience just how has life changed? How, how have... How have you been thriving and flourishing in this thing called life being a single Girl. mom with two children? So the Lord, he just, honestly, I am not boasting about myself. I just really, I'm going to cry again. You can boast about the Lord. I just, Go ahead. I just really know it in my spirit. Like the Lord has called me for something bigger than what I can even ever imagine. I don't have the imagination for what God has for me. Your eyes are like little sparkly sh- <laughs> No, they're, right now. they're they're like full of water because oh, I okay. want a ball. Well, they're so <laughs> Continue. Um, so five months after was it five months? Let me see. So October, well September, October, October November, December, January, February, March. So 
five months into me separating and filing my divorce and going through all of this, um, this apartment that you're sitting in, mm-hmm. it's literally right on the second floor of my mom's apartment, which I was staying with my mom, me and my two kids, my oh, mom wow. and my brother for five months in her two-bedroom apartment. Wow. Um, I had DCF called on me. Oh. <laughs> I just DCF come to the house oh, and like take done, pictures. Been through a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my uncle lived here in this apartment. Wow. So I say uncle lived. Um, I would come up here, and this is a corner, a corner apartment. Um, really bright, updated. You've seen yeah, my mom's yeah. house compared to my mom's house, like night and yeah. day. Um, with the updates and just the clarity in the place and when I came up here I just fell in love with it and I was like Theo you gotta go <laughs> and I was like you gotta go and you're leaving this place and the only thing you're taking is your clothes oh, look at that um story. and then I started giving him a date and I was like by February 15th of 2018 you gotta go <laughs> you gotta go I don't know where you're going but you gotta go February 12th of 2018, I always used to have coffee with my uncle every morning at 6 o'clock because I used to go to the gym from 5 to 6, come home, have coffee with him, and then start my day. Um, go downstairs, whatever. So that day, my uncle comes, and he just opens the door. And that was weird. My uncle would never just open the door and like not be there to greet me with a cup of coffee yeah. in, my, in his hand to give to me. Um, so that day, he was just like, the door is open. I was like, all right, maybe he's running late. And then... He was, like, in his room, and he comes out, and he's bawling. Now, just kind of history, my uncle's mom had colon cancer, so I'm oh. thinking maybe something happened to her. Maybe, yeah. you know, it, it came back or whatever. Um, and then he tells me, he's like, Mommy, I'm leaving. And I was like, what? Girl, you done spoke. I sure enough did. I sure enough that. did. He's like, I'm leaving in North Carolina. I got a job. Um, my uncle was working two jobs here, and he was barely making it. Wow. And he got an offer to go to North Carolina or South Carolina, one of the two, making literally like ten dollars or, or $12,000 more than what he was making here in two jobs, wow. over there in one job. Um, so he's like, I got to go. And he literally did just that. He took just his clothes. Um, he was moving with a guy. And when the guy came to see the house, like the last hooray that we had here as a family, the guy was like, oh, is that your TV and your TV stand? Let's take it. That's about the only reason why my uncle took something else. Wow. Like literally the bed that I sleep in, my uncle. Like the couch is in here, my uncle. Like this wow. pink chair that I love that I said, my uncle. <laughs> you Girl. know what I mean? The dishes, my uncle. Like he, the Lord words. just blessed me. How are you? Yeah, wow. for real. Um, and, and, and not only is like the manifestation of this blessing, but like the blessing of my relationship with the Lord, you know what I mean? Like my devotion to the Lord, my devotion to serving the Lord. It's not just like that. I love him and that I listen to worship music, that I listen to service like, or sermons or whatever. I literally dedicate time to my church. I dedicate time to developing the kingdom and the yeah, house that yeah. that feeds me like not only do I go and I bring my money to the storehouse and and I tithe and I and I give offerings and I bless the man of the house but I serve my house I serve it with my time I serve yeah. it with my talent whatever they ask me for 
yes, what time? How can I accommodate it to my schedule? That's your love language. That's how you pour out into the Lord. It is. And that is how I pour out to, to the Lord. You know what I mean? Like maybe sometimes I don't have to give an offering, but hey, if you want, if you want three hours of my time to do a photo shoot, I'm going to give you three hours of hey. my time to do a photo shoot. Mado. You know what I mean? And I think, and it's funny that, that that comes up, like I was having a conversation at work today and it's like, you know, People can be in places for decades and years and centuries if you allow them and the Lord lets them live. Mm. And they won't get to places that you will get in a second because you're willing to give your time, because you're willing to serve your Lord, because you're willing to wash the church's feet or pick up popcorn off the floor when kids are eating popcorn at the church. You know what I mean? Or, Or when somebody drops a, a napkin and just keeps going, you're the one picking that napkin up. When events are happening, you're the one saying, hey, how can I serve this event? Mm. Now, how can I participate? How can I serve this event? And you know what I mean? Like, I know that sometimes people look at other people's like, how do they get where they got? What, what did that person sacrifice to get where they got? Man, and it's crazy, you know. As we're getting to know the Lena, the Lee of Lee Reed. <laughs> I love um, it. And I just think, like, if this is so, like, we can, we can go on forever. Oh, no, we can go on forever. <laughs> but we're going to wrap it up. But yeah. it's just, to summarize, it's like, wow, a servanthood to the mm. world transformed, Come unfortunately on, refined by fire, Come on. turned into a servanthood for the Lord. Mm. And that is the epitome of lena this, I love you. this giant human form of a holy unicorn <laughs> i love it and you know the best part guys our listening audience i love you guys this podcast has actually been delayed and all day Forever. we originally scheduled it for tonight we didn't realize this week is thanksgiving we did not, so I give thanks yeah, to the Lord for you, girl. Girl, um, for you too, girl. For you. But most of all, guys, I am oh, so Lord. thankful that we have gone through, both of us, mm-hmm. all of the stuff we have gone through on different levels, experienced the pain and mm-hmm. the joys, the highs and the lows, because we get to minister and share that with you guys. Mm-hmm. We get to be that lighthouse for you guys to see, hey, yeah, life is not always easy. Mm-hmm. It's not always a walk in the park and rainbows and starlights and ocean breezes guys yeah. it gets hard yeah but the thing that lena and i both share is the love of christ mm-hmm. christ is our foundation yeah. All, everything in our lives both of our lives have been torn apart mm-hmm. and we rebuilt on the foundation of christ yeah we take authority and if we, yeah and took authority over our life and if we can do it you guys can get through whatever you're going through right now whatever hard times or trials you guys are experiencing right now there is a way out. There is a way out. There is a peace to be found, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And listen, like, we connect with us. If there's anything, if, if we can help you guys find resources. Like, I know that I I didn't do this alone. Oh, like, no. <laughs> I, I had people in my corner. I had people, you know, like, one thing that was told to me before, like, even when I was married, like, we went to this church, and this guy just, like, He's like, man, do you you don't understand the generational prayers that have been prayed for you. Mm, 
You know what I mean? Like, there's people praying for you. There's people in your family that have prayed for you. There's people right now that are praying for for battered women. There's people that right now are praying for oppressed women. There's people right now praying for single mothers, for for them to make it, for them to see a light, for them to come to Christ. And we're praying for that, too. You know what I mean? We're we're just not here like, oh, look at us. Look at what we... It's like, bro, look at us. Learn from us. Yeah, and and just do it and just just do it like honestly my life is not worth living the way i used to live it Mm, it's not worth living it's if you would tell me hey would you do it all over again to get to the lord or would you do it all over again differently and have more success i would do it all again and come to the lord amen because you know what my strength my source my foundation my peace my happiness my joy when i'm going through hell is him. Mm, amen. It's him. Like, I find I can be going through, and even in the relationship, like, I would be going through the worstest part in the beginning and even in the middle and in the end. And I would just be like, you know what? The cross. Mm, like, Jesus, amen. like, Jesus died for me. I cannot sit here and honestly confess to you guys and say, if God asked me today, Lena, I want you to die for everyone's sin. Mm, everybody everyone's sin like lena i want you to sacrifice your life for everyone's sin Mm. i can't say i will be like yes i really can't and i have to be so honest about it and every single time i talk about that like i get so choked up because that's what he did Mm -hmm. for me for you for my kids for everyone listening for anyone who will ever listen like that is what he did he said i see lena 2,000 years from now, and I'm going to die for her. Amen. I'm going to die for her. I'm going to die for her children. I'm going to die for her grandchildren. Um, and one of the, the best pictures that was given to me was when I went to Peru. One of the speakers, Jeremiah, Jeremiah I don't know. I always mess up his name. Um, but for Missions Me, he, he gave us a revelation that he got, and he walked us through the cross, like literally had us close our eyes and walked wow. us through the cross. And was like, and now think about Jesus on that cross. And when he took that final breath and he looked up, what did he see? He seen you. And that became so real for me in that moment. Like I literally pictured myself on the cross as Jesus looking up and seeing me and my children when wow. he looked up. And ev- and we were like in color and everyone else around was like in gray, it was like shadows. And it was like he died looking up and seeing me and my children. Wow, that's good. You know what I mean? And just knowing that and holding on to that, that somebody died for my success. Mm. Somebody died for my salvation. Somebody died for me to have a better future. I'm going to hold on to that to the day I die. And you know what? That's some. That's the one thing, guys, we should be the most thankful for. This week, as we are celebrating with our families and our friends, this this beautiful Thanksgiving that we are honored to yes. share in 2019. Yeah. So with that, we're going to continue to toast in our cups. Mine says, joy to the world. The Lord has come. And Ree says that I am a child she is blessed. She is fearless. She is obedient. She is faithful. So as you guys go on through this Thanksgiving week, we just pray. And not even just this Thanksgiving week. Whenever you're listening to this, we just pray abundance, peace over you. We thank you for taking time out and and communing with us and listening to us. Connect with us on all our social media platform. 
at Liri, L-I-R-H-I, in all platforms, Facebook, Instagram. So we love you. God loves you. And that's enough. That's enough, guys. Have a good night. Good night. Good morning. Good mid-afternoon. We love you. We love you. Until next time. Yes, and we hope this was a blessing to you.